you put on your socks, you put on your shoes, you put on your white person voice. voice. Let me just open this drawer real quick and throw on my white voice. How you speak is influenced by so many different things. And race is a part of that, but not necessarily. There's so many different reasons why you may speak a certain way. If you had any advice that you could give to that person that feels like they're struggling with that stereotype, mm. what would it be? Welcome to Stereotype, where we crush stereotypes one episode at a time. I'm your host, DJ Crystal Lake, and if you have not done so already, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on Spotify or Apple Music. Doing that tells the algorithm to boost this episode for the people to see. It's the best way to support this channel, and it would mean so much to me. Today, we'll be talking about the talking white stereotype with my special guest, Benji! We're going to share stories about how we dealt with this and if it's actually harmful. Let's get into it. Yes! yes. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Crystal. Of course! Benji has been out here crushing it, been featured on Guap Magazine, Indie 100. Benji has been taking over TikTok and now is taking over this podcast. I'm just so excited for this conversation. Have you ever been told that you sound white? Yes, times a hundred thousand million billion times. Like since school until like yesterday. <laughs> Literally, yo. How did you process that? I'm from Croydon, and I, my school was quite diverse and mixed. And I never got that. It was when I went to secondary school, um, in central London. I went to a school that was predominantly white. That's when I got those comments, being like, "You sound white." You no speak like a way. white person. And it was just so interesting because it was those comments were coming from a lot of people who, to my knowledge, didn't come from very diverse areas, didn't have many, you know, POC in their life. And so I was kind of a bit like, well, how do you know what a black person is meant to sound like? But then even in that, I wasn't aware enough to reflect and be like, there isn't a way for a black person to sound. But just my confusion in that moment was just like, how do you know? Because you don't have the, the experience. That's pretty triggering. I grew up in New York City and New York City is very diverse. Right. And I would usually get it from like the kids that weren't white. Because they'll be like, why do you sound so white? And then I would feel like mad ashamed. I'd be like, damn. Mm. But what I would get from the white kids is, you're not like the other black kids. Mm. I felt like I didn't fit in anywhere. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not black enough, but you're of course not white. I got that that other side of things like from like black people like later in life. So like uni and even online kind of now, people say you're uh, whitewashed or you um, are somebody who doesn't represent the community uh, because of how you sound. You sound like a white person. And it's almost this like assumption that you are putting it on. Yeah. Like you're trying really <laughs> hard. Like you wake up, you put on your socks, you put on your shoes, you put on your white person voice. voice. I'm gonna, let me just open this drawer real quick and throw on my white voice. Let me just throw it on. <laughs> Honestly, it can really make you feel like you don't belong in your own body. Yeah, I would feel like, am I being myself? I used to just feel so weird and I'd be like, how did I get this voice? Like, was mm. there ever a time where you wanted to change your voice? Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. 
it was in school when I was getting it in secondary school, getting those comments. Mm -hmm. And I was a very different child as well in general. I was uh, quite flamboyant and I was loud, you know. That's not a surprise to you, I'm guessing. No, <laughs> I haven't really not changed. At all. Um, <laughs> and I was a, a larger kid as well. Um, and so, and I was black in a school full of white people, predominantly white people anyway. And so I was just very different. So anything that made me stand out more, I wanted to change and suppress. But it's hard because your voice is something that it's just, it's authentic and natural to most people, do you know? And so it was really hard. I didn't know how to change it and to make it sound more acceptable. Yeah. I remember it used to affect me a lot in like junior high school and mm. high school. So like age 13 to 17 or whatever. I just remember those years I was like, damn, I'm really sick of people saying I sound white. Mm. And I'm wondering if I spoke so much slang to try to make up for it mm. or if it just came naturally because I was just always around my friends who spoke mad slang. And I'm also from New York. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, I would make up words. <laughs> really? Yeah, Benji, I would like make what? up. I'm going to make up a word right now. Okay. Right? But I'm going to try to make it sound cool. Okay. Yo, I'm chingy right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And we're going to say chingy means hot. Like, yo, I'm, okay. it's mad chingy outside. Well, I'm, isn't chingy that rapper? Yeah, I, I like know, it I when you do it right there, right there. <laughs> right and like, there. Uh, right there. That was a no. banger back in the day. Okay, now we're changing the definition of chingy. <laughs> chingy means it's lit. Yo, yes. let me go to that partiest chingy. Yes. Yo, and then whenever I would say it, I would say it so much, like mm. this made up word, and mm. it would go around the whole school. And yeah. then by the end of the week, everybody would be saying it's chingy. I like, love that. Serious. I love that. But you were, you've always been a trendsetter, clearly. You know, I tried. Oh my God. But I was like, okay, I just sound like yeah. this. So look. I, I wonder yeah. if I was trying to compromise by like how I spoke or if it came naturally. But I remember mm. there were so many times where I'd be like, I wonder if I'm being fake. Do mm. I really sound like this? Is this my voice? Ultimately, our voices come from the people we grew up around and the other influences that we have in our lives, like to TV we watch and stuff like that. I watch a lot of Disney Channel as growing up. So yeah. I've grown out of it now, but I used to say like y'all a lot because oh, yeah. I used to watch a lot of Disney Channel as a as a kid. As a kid, you pick up stuff a lot, right? But also the way you speak, especially as, you know, a black person, can sometimes be a difference between like, you know, you surviving or you getting through a situation and you not getting through a situation. And I think about me in that school and getting those comments. And the reason why I actually spoke in a certain way you know, a part of the reason why was because I needed to fit in. It was a really prestigious school and I need to be, I need to be one of, one of them, right? Mm -hmm. In order to kind of keep up. Even if it, my voice, natural voice wasn't what it is, right? Maybe if I was speaking with more colloquialisms, maybe if I was speaking in a certain different cadence, right? I would have to unlearn that in order to fit in mm. and I yeah I was surrounded by people white people who were actually using a lot more colloquialisms who were mimicking 
cadences that they were seeing on TV from like rap videos and stuff like that. But they could do that because they just naturally fit in because of who they authentically were, right? Mm. Because of their skin, right? Because of where, where they live, right? And how much money their parents have. And I couldn't afford to do that. At one point in my life, I did have like a heavy accent. Mm. I mean, I still, I think people could still tell I'm from New York. But it used to be kind of strong. And I remember my dad was like, yo, you can't talk like that. Well, he said, you can't talk like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. My dad was so much of a become a lawyer, become a doctor, blah, blah, blah. So he really wanted me to have that professional sound. Mm. So he saw that as getting rid of my New York accent accent and trying to make it more general Mm. if i came through and i I was speaking a lot of slang he'd be like yo cut that out you know when you're growing up you don't really think like oh i should change my voice it just comes like and also i watched a lot of disney too i say y'all a lot yeah (laughs) no honestly i had like a lot of american like yeah slang and colloquialisms yeah i blame raven yes (laughs) that's a raven it's the future i can see that's a raven it's so mysterious to me. Yeah. Yep, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we didn't skip a beat. No. Yep, that's me. But yeah, but I feel like the point we're making here, right, is that like as kids, like your voice is influenced, how you speak is influenced by so many different things, right? Yeah. And race is a part of that, but it's not direct cause right it's just that because of your race you're put in certain circumstances right and you have certain influences which may affect how you speak right but not necessarily there's so many different reasons why you may speak a certain way yeah that leads me to my next question Mm. so what is wrong with saying you sound white basically it reinforces the harmful racist assumption right that there is a certain way to speak and sound like a certain race. And I say racist because essentially it's based on stereotypes that we hold about um, a society about certain races, but it's intersectional as well. I would say it's race and also class. Mm. So to use the UK as an example, what we deem as sounding white or at least like acceptable white is a Southern, maybe like a London neutral Queen's English Mm. type of vibe, almost kind of like what I sound like. And that's because it sounds like a white person who maybe um, has money, right? Or has, you know, had further education or something like that. So it's about our perception. However, if you were to sound, if you were to have like a white Northern accent, there's certain perceptions about that, certain stereotypes which aren't as positive. People have this assumption that everyone who has a Northern accent is poor and uneducated, which of course is just not the case. But that's the problem. When you say someone sounds like a certain race, you are reinforcing harmful, prejudiced assumptions. Similarly, when people say, oh, you sound black, or for example, black sense, Mm. right? When we're talking about people like Iggy Azalea who put on black sense, We're not saying that, you know, you sound like you grew up around a lot of black people and you love black culture and and, and that's just how maybe a black parents adopted and, and that's how you sound. What we're saying is that you are putting on like a caricature of a black person's voice 
right? That you got from like stereotypical, um, you know, presentations of black people, maybe through like music or TV shows or whatever. And that is mocking us in a harmful way, yeah. right? That's what we're talking about. So it's about assumptions and stereotypes because ultimately there is no way to sound like a certain race. It hurts me when people are like, oh, you don't sound black. There's so many black people I could name that don't sound like that stereotypical black voice. It also is a weird thing where they put you in this box to try to shade people with that accent. Mm. I know some of the the smartest people I know have like that stereotypical voice. I just hate that there's that stereotype of if you have this accent, you're dumb. Mm. Yeah, it's so oppressive to say that because you are a black, you must sound this way. Yeah. So that we can perceive you in this way that is like negative. And, and it works too far because then if you don't sound like that, then we're going to make you feel like, oh, you don't belong in your own skin, mm-hmm. right? You're almost a traitor to your race. But then if you do sound like that, we're going to you know, discriminate against you. And I hate that it's so strong with black people. For example, if Obama had like the stereotypical black voice, right? Mm. He probably wouldn't have been president. However, Trump is out here saying crazy mm-hmm. things. He could speak in like basic first grade English, yeah. you know? This guy was out here thriving in America. Honestly, <laughs> the, pow- the power of whiteness, genuinely the power of white cis male mediocrity it's wild it's wild it's wild and and the thing is that like literally all it means is that as a person of color or especially as like a black person right speaking from my own my experience you can't win you assimilate and there's like negative repercussions to that or you're you know or you're seen as like having the authentic black voice but then there's negative repercussions to that and the solution really is that we need to be pushing for everyone to be able to express themselves authentically without judgment without these boxes you know yeah when you hear you don't sound black from a white person it's triggering because it's like oh okay you think black people should sound like this and then when you hear it from a black person it's also triggering because it's like oh what do you think about yourself then and what do you think about the community how are we gonna grow if that's what you think we should sound like and are you believing the stereotype that black people are stupid that question is loaded with so many other little things behind us but then there's like another side to it which is just like also something i'm like ah (laughs) where you have black people they're coming from a place of like hurt because they're they've been told that they sound white they'll be like Oh, well, you know, why are you saying that I sound white? Just because I'm not, you know, I don't wear like hood rat things and I read and I, I, you know, I like polo shirts and, and whiskey on the rocks. Okay. Maybe I'm just refined. Okay. Right. I, you know, I don't sound white. I'm just, you know, eloquent and above all of you peasants. (laughs) and it's like and it's like and it's like I genuinely sympathise because I get why you've been pushed to this point because you've clearly had a lot of people be like you know dog you for how you may just authentically sound but then you'll go taking it too far 
and you are reinforcing these harmful stereotypes about black people, about your own yeah. community in reaction, which is also not cool. I see it especially when I was working like my nine to five job. You know, when you go to work, right? And then yeah. you're new, whatever. You're trying to catch the vibe. You see another black person and yeah. you try you give them the eye like, yo, what's yeah. up? And they do not give you that energy back. It's one of those people. <laughs> there's, there's actually, uh, you won't know, this is a very niche British reference, like black, Little Miss Jocelyn? Mm-mm. No, okay. <laughs> so this was, Little Miss Jocelyn was a sketch show and she's black British and there's this particular sketch where uh, she is like the, that one black person in the office and another black person like come and joins and it's their first day and they're like, yo, Wagwan! And she loses like her shit and it's like... <laughs> Don't do that here. They don't know I'm black. (laughs) (laughs) There's this one where this one is guy and he's like, yo, so like where can I get some good like some good jerk chicken around here? And he and she's like, jerk, jerk chicken? I only eat the finest roasted poultry. I I don't know what you're talking about. It's so funny, but it's that, but it's, it happens all the time. Yeah, like, (laughs) it's it's a lot. But again, like, I do sympathize. I get it. Because when you were the one, you don't want anyone to like see you as like other. Yeah. Because you're already othered, like inherently othered, right? And seen as different. And you're already an outsider, right? Because of your race you know, your gender or whatever it is. And so when somebody joins that highlights your difference, you may naturally just feel a bit uncomfortable about that if you are somebody who kind of feels uncomfortable already. Do you know what I mean? Now, for me, when I'm in this space, I'm looking for that other black person. Like... I mm-hmm. and we're gonna be friends by force. Yeah. Like we are sticking together. Like I'm looking and not even black, like any POC. I feel like that's probably how we connected so fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love being black. Like Me I too. I love who I am. I'm loud and proud about it. I think it's important to be. I'm very, very pro-black, you know, pro-POC. And I wanna see us all win. Do you know what I mean? 100 percent Very that. So in any space, I'm either trying to find the other person of colour. And if they're, if they're not there, I'm trying to bring them in. I'm trying to open that door for sure. Yes, yeah. That's it. There's always, we need more of us in every Period. room. Period. <laughs> no, li- no li- like literally, I'm rooting for everybody black. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everybody exactly. black. Yeah. So, but again, like I, I do accept that maybe I have just gone on a journey and yeah. I can to get to that point. And I can definitely see how, you know, as a black person or as a person of color living in this inherently racist, oppressive society, you may be pushed to a point where you react in a certain way, right? That maybe like just that is harmful, but that's all you kind of know. Even you saying that just makes me realize how easy it is to go off track or to be persuaded that like you're not enough or that you have to act a certain way. I'm wondering if people who feel like they have to act a different way saw that there was an influencer or there was like a person that made it saying you can be yourself and that's okay. If they would have just accepted that and and didn't feel like they had to act Mm. like someone else because like I feel like a lot of times people don't see themselves reflected Mm. in media or don't know like they feel lost in the world for example if I heard this podcast right now Mm. and I heard other black people sound like 
me, which mm. is a person who is told that they sound white. I would yeah. feel like I'm not alone and there isn't mm. anything wrong with me. Oh my gosh, I 100% agree. You know, being the experience of marginalization yeah. uh, can put you into survival mode. If we have positive examples of black people from all walks of life who are just expressing themselves authentically and, and killing it, then more people are going to see that and be like, oh, I don't need to be in survival mode all the time, right? I can just thrive and be myself, like, authentically. So that's why representation is so important in, in all areas, right? And, and, and diverse representation, not just one specific type of person. We contain multitudes. We need all types of, you know, people at top and, and killing it. And yeah, no, honestly, for real. <laughs> and that's why, like, tokenism is so harmful. Growing up, all I did see it was the token black person. Yeah. Like, things are changing now, like, literally yeah. now. When Insecure came out, that was so iconic. Because mm. it was like, oh, it's not just this one stereotype black person that's always in every single show. It's just, like, a nerdy black girl who's just living her, her life. Yeah. I, I feel that way about all black shows in general, to be honest with you. Like, I think there's something just so powerful about having a, an ensemble cast where there's different types of, like, blackness represented. Mm. So I'm thinking, like, shows like Blackish or even, like, um, oh, what was the Tracy Ellis Ross one? Girlfriends. Girlfriends. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Even stuff like Everybody Hates Chris or, like, oh, that's yeah. why, like, we need those shows because we like it's not enough just to have like one black character in a white tv show like we would all like a couple you know we actually need our all black shows so we can actually have diversity within that i've completely forgot about everybody hates chris i was so addicted to that show yeah and they took it off. <laughs> yeah damn now i feel bad that chris rock got slapped oh my gosh <laughs> I call this next part of my show, Would You Rather? Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you ready? I was born ready. Let's go. <laughs> Would you rather live in the same room as Boris Johnson or live the rest of your life in the most racist town in the world? So uh, the Boris Johnson thing is only for a year. No, it's for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh my God. Like that's your roommate, like your literal roommate. I feel like I would I would do Boris Johnson. I can't commit myself as a black person to live in the most race. Like, I surely would die. Right? Yeah. Oh, I would, yeah. I would die. I would disappear. Yeah, that, that would definitely cut your Under. life expectancy. I, Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, do you know what? The way the more I think about it, that's not really a hard decision to make. I'm yeah. choosing Boris over the most racist place in the world. I'm sorry. I wrote this like, yeah. this is going to be tricky no, as hell. I'm not submitting myself to that. Are you serious? Would you rather live without knowing who Kendrick Lamar is okay. or live without knowing who Rihanna is? Kendrick Lamar, obviously. <gasps> even, that, that is not even hard. I always would have gone Rihanna, but I would have to have thought about it before he said that. He said the S oh. in that song. And like, okay. And I can't lie, like yeah. he's not. I mean, I don't believe in cancel culture anyway. But like in my life, he's not cancelled. Like I still play his music and stuff. But like he has gone down in my estimations. Rihanna has never done me wrong. Ooh, damn! So, but how about you? What would you say? I love Riri, but Riri would have had to. Okay, I'd have been like Kendrick. This okay. is who I'm going with. All right. Mm -hmm. Live your live your truth. <laughs>
Yeah. But think but about, think about all the things. Yeah. <laughs> think about all the things uh, Kendrick has done for you. Put a slur in the song. And think about all the things Rihanna has done for you. Okay. Uh, yeah, all the bangers. Pond the replay. And then think about everything else. Savage Fenty. I don't listen to Rihanna that much. Savage Fenty. Fenty Beauty. Savage Fenty. Uh, the new baby. Oh, Fenty. That is such a good. You, oh. you made the wrong decision. I'm I, so sorry. I think I did, you know. Well, Imagine if the world was run by Rihanna versus if it was run by Kendrick. I would go to the Rihanna world. Of course you would. It'd be I would. lit. Oh my. Did you see that she was at Wireless and she was in the, this random ass barber shop in South London? She loves, said, she loves London though. I said, you give it black girl magic. She, yeah. Like, and she just put the baby out. She I just, love her. I her love coochie her. is still in stitches. Honestly, like, I reckon it just snaps straight back. It's Rihanna. <laughs> it's Rihanna. Like, she can do anything she wants to. <laughs> Sticks, yeah, Kendrick, sticks. I love you, but I'm actually going to change it to me. Yes, right. not You're me so right. convincing you. Would you rather have Meghan Markle tell you the real tea on what happened in the castle? Or okay. would you rather watch a Love Island series with the cast of Harry Potter? Celebrity version of Love Island? Yeah. Or if they weren't famous? Do you know what I mean? No, like, like, right now they were like, Harry, Hermione... Run right now! Oh, you mean like 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 char- the character fictional characters? No, I the just actors. forgot all their names. Okay. Fact, 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 Live your truth. That is it. Yo, like Daniel. Oh. Yeah, like it's Rupert, R- Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grant, um, Hermione. No, uh, is Emma it, is Watson. Emma? Yeah. Emma Watson and and the other the other um, man. That guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> um, uh, I would I would say that that would be boring because ultimately they're celebrities. They wouldn't would get into the mess. The whole point of Love Island no, is that you no. want to be celebrities and they just want to get into the mess and the drama to get their IG followers up. And that's why we love to watch the show. So I would have Damn. to go for the other one. I love Megan. So we could just, we could have a kiki and that in <laughs> itself would be great. And then she be spilling the tea. Are you joking? Like, I want to know who asked that question about the color of baby Archie's skin. <laughs> yeah, I wanna, I wanna know. Yeah, wanna we know. do wanna know. Like, I, I really wanna know whether her and Kate were really beefing. Or I'm disagreeing though, because I would rather see the Love Island with Harry Potter, and I don't even watch Love Island. But like, do you not think that'd be really dry? I would actually watch Love Island for the first time if the cast of Harry Potter would be on there. Okay, I feel like that's because you don't watch Love Island. Like, if you watch Love Island, you would understand the brilliance and the magic of it mm. and why it just wouldn't work with celebrities. So, Benji, mm-hmm. you've been doing bits out here. And I kind of wanted to know, like, I love asking this question, <laughs> but what made you create your platform? I basically was... I'm going to try and keep it short. because You I, just I sound could. really American just now. Oh my gosh, I did! This when people talk to me, they do that. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> you said short. No, I'm gonna keep this short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep this short. Um, so basically, I was working at an ad agency and I was like heavily involved in DNI there. And- Listeners, DNI means diversity and inclusion. Yes. very that very that so it was just like a side thing but i was like really passionate about it and when um 2020 hit uh all of the blm and all that stuff and Mm. um suddenly the work we did was was just got really kind of valued a lot more um and essentially i kind of had like a a moment where i was like i want to be doing this like full time like i want to be creating more inclusive workplaces for people who are like me and my dream of that stage was just to go and do a HR 
course and come back to my company and be in HR. So did the HR masters. And while I was doing that, I was learning a lot about inclusion at work. And I was sharing a lot of it on my stories, my IG, my IG stories. And basically my sister is a content creator. Hey. Traveling Tuesdays, she creates travel content, yeah. I used to speak to her about TikTok and stuff. I was like, okay, like, you know what? Like, let me actually put some of my stuff on TikTok purely because I feel like it may be somewhere where people could get access more of this information a lot easier. And that's, that's how it started. And then uh, here we are. Literally, like, by the time I finished my course, I got reached out to by the HR lead at my old company. Um, Keith, if you're out there, love you. And he was like, we have this job. And I was like, I don't have the time. <laughs> and that was like, genuinely, I looked, I almost like my, my, I left my own body and I was like, what even is your life right now? Like, this is wild. Like, the job that I would have literally, I was dream, I worked so hard for, like, I hustled for, like, I took a huge risk, right? Quit my really great ad job and to, to, to go and get, it came and I didn't have time for it. Benji, I actually went through something really? like the same thing. Yeah. Tell me. I felt like I was already on like the top level I could be as like, you know, a video production worker. I was running the whole video department. Right. And was asked to even like level up even more. And then wow. I was just like, actually, I'm going to go. I'm going to wow. head out. I'm going to just focus on my influencer journey. And it, it's crazy because we saw our corporate dream, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah, it's yeah. like, we're doing something for us, but even more, we're doing something for the community. Yeah. What I'm doing right now as an influencer is so much bigger than me. Yeah. I'm really reaching those people. You are. Who, but you too. And I, yeah. I feel like you must have went through the same thing. I had someone like write me today. I was writing this company for something and then the receptionist was telling me like, oh my goodness, I really love your content. It really oh. changed the way how I think. And I, in my head, I'm like, oh my goodness. Because as an influencer, you're at home making your yeah. content. You oh kind of forget yeah. that you have an audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's like a reminder that, you know, you're doing this for the community. Yeah. And like your impact is so much more wider than you think it is. I have gone from potentially influencing a company and like potentially an industry mm. to influencing so many different companies and so many different industries around the world. When you really like lean into your truth and like your purpose you unlock so many more doors and especially if you have a purpose that is gonna better the world do it yeah do it right now we need you to do it now not tomorrow Dad. today Benji, today you have me feeling so inspired right no, now but, oh, no but, oh, no, but honestly like i <laughs> know oh, but for real and like i said earlier in the podcast there's room for everybody so do not think that there is oh because there's somebody else oh because there's benji because there's crystal that you're not needed no 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 we need your voice yeah. we need your perspective we need your energy we need your input if you can come and join us if you can come and actually put what you know your goodness right and and your value out there to better the world do it we're like the justice league we need more superheroes for real <laughs> like, no but honestly like, uh, all of us together with yeah to change this world for real if you want to show the world that you're sick of labels then head to the stereotype shop at cutbycrystal.com shop or head to my instagram at dj crystal lake 
I actually loved creating these and I think they look pretty cool. So let me know if you like how they turned out as well. So Benji, what um, projects are you working on now? So I am of course TikToking. So find me, Benji underscore lookbook, if you want helpful, actionable tips and advice yeah. on how to be kinder to yourself and others. Um, I am also available for speaking. So hit me up, benji.lookbook at gmail.com if you want me to come and you know talk my stuff there's a lot of exciting stuff in the pipeline that i i can't talk about which is really frustrating you know what that means y'all it, <laughs> it means that you need to follow benji right now because yes. he's about to drop something really hot and you do not want to miss out on it at all benji like you've really been doing so much with so many brands and i've seen like brands grow through you and you growing through the brands as well so it's just so amazing but only one of us is a Forbes 30 on the 30 so let's <laughs> let's keep it chill let's <laughs> let's focus let's get back into the reality of things only you. one of us is a 30 under 30 but you know who's okay. about to be on it next year oh my god it's, i mean let's mind if yeah <laughs> No, I, I feel like those accolades are the ones that like they come when it's it's your time. That came you know so I mean? randomly. I actually thought it was a lie. Really? Yeah, because I was sitting in my little chair. Oh. <laughs> and then I got an email from Forbes like, yo, we really like you. Word for word. Yo, son, we really, really fuck with you. Right yes! Now. I love that. Um so could you tell us about yourself? And I was like, nah, it's a lie. Yeah. It came so out of the blue and so randomly that I was like, whoa. I'm not going to lie. I believe in myself. But I was so shocked oh that God. it came like that. Because I was like, whoa, I wasn't even prepared. But like that meant it was just, it was meant for you. Like, yeah. And what is for you won't pass you by. So, you know. There are people who are listening to this podcast right now and, you know, straight up what this episode was about was like, you know, mm. sounding white. If you had any advice that you could give to that person that feels like they're struggling with that stereotype, mm. what would it be? This is not a unique message to you. I'm sorry. It's something that I say a lot, but I think it's just, it's so important. And it's this, like, it's so important that we make a conscious decision to choose ourselves mm. choose our happiness choose our peace right choose us as we authentically are because when we do that we allow our energy right to flow into us and to fill our cup so that we can then better the world and be our it's like i was saying earlier about you know if you have something inauthentic talent or you have an authentic purpose or voice that's gonna improve the world for the better like we need you like do it and I feel like when you stop doubting yourself and you just trust yourself and you choose yourself as you authentically are not only are you better for it the world is better for it yeah. so if you're not even gonna do it for you do it for us stop putting these boxes on yourself there's limits just make sure that whatever you sound like you're speaking your truth. Right? Yeah. And and you're doing things that authentic that put you first. Everything else will flow from there. I think why we light up a room, right? Oh my gosh, where are you going <laughs> with this? <laughs> it's because we're ah! so like, we're really ourselves 
anywhere we are, we are truly ourselves. And I think that just attracts a lot of people who want Mm -hmm. to get to know us more. I would go further as well. It's not even just about like, you know, being, speaking like your authentic self. Mm -hmm. It's about like, like expressing yourself authentically. It's about being loud about what you're interested in what you care about yeah in an authentic way right and not lying about it or lying to yourself or lying to others about it it's about like dressing in an authentic way it's about having authentic relationships authenticity it's about so many different things and unfortunately we live in a society that doesn't allow marginalized people to be authentic 100% authentic Right? But the more we push for that, the closer liberation and freedom. The average cis, white, upper middle class, het man is not waking up and overthinking it. Yeah. They are rolling out of bed and they are living their authentic truth. Right? Because that's what privilege is. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, we will, we will, will hopefully, you know, probably in the near future, we won't have that same privilege, right? we can tr- aspire towards it or we can claim it for ourselves yeah and that and that that in itself right is that's activism being your authentic living your authentic truth and being yourself that is activism that is shouting back to power and being like i matter as well my authentic truth matters it has a value this was amazing veggie plug in your socials right now so that people can hear real simple benji underscore look back Boom. That's where you find me. And if you want to know how to contact me, well, my email is benji.lookbook.gmo.com. But if you just go to my socials, all my contact info is there. Yes. Boom. And also, everyone, be on the lookout for whatever Benji might drop soon because it's going to drop and it's going to leave you shook. Well, thank you for having me. This is amazing. Yeah. I can't believe I'm the first guest. I was in episode one. Do you know the iconic podcast? You know that one that like Michelle Obama's been on? Like Oprah's been on? Like, yeah, I was the first guest, so... Let's go. All that influencers, you They're all following (laughs) in my footsteps, per. Per. In this episode, we covered that the talking white stereotype is used to limit a person of color's way of expressing themselves. We also learned the importance of accepting yourself and how community, culture, and what you're exposed to affects your voice, not your skin color. If you enjoyed this show, please give it a rating and review. It tells the algorithm to boost this podcast. And trust me, there are so many people that need to hear these discussions. So it would mean a lot if you do this to support the community and this podcast. Don't miss out on the next episode. I'll have Yasmin Benoit on the show and we'll be covering asexuality and hitting stereotypes like asexuals are just virgins or haven't had good sex yet. Until then, this was DJ Crystal Lake and remember, you are a person, not a label. I'll see you in the next one.